Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is my interview with the director, writer, and stars of the new film, The Climb, Michael Angelo Covino and Kyle Marvin. This interview was recorded in the spring of 2020 before the pandemic caused a shutdown and the film's release to be delayed to November 13th, 2020. Please take a listen and enjoy my conversation with Michael and Kyle on their film, The Climb. Mike, I'm getting married. How awesome is that? Awesome. She loves me for who I am. And, and I love her for who she is. I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with her. Kyle, I slept with her. What? What do you mean, slept? Kyle hates me. He should hate you. I know. I'm a bad friend. Oh, my God. Mike, are you serious? What you did to him was selfish. Kyle's selfless. He always thinks about other people first. I invited Mike for Christmas. What? He is not doing well. We were his only family, and now he has no one. Mike's in the living room. He got fat, right? Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, oh my God! Is that Mike? Yeah, fat. Hey, we should do catapult next. No, that's a black diamond. He's gonna crash. Okay, well, it's snow. If he crashes, it's snow. I'd rather not crash. Kyle, no one wants to crash. He's got to go. Yeah, he's going to go tomorrow. I mean, like, he's got to go away. Like, not in our lives. But he's my friend. Sometimes when you think you're doing the wrong thing, it's actually what's needed. Let's go. I don't care. I don't care what happened. If you love someone, you should care what happened. Nobody likes her. Nobody likes you, Mike. I am the only one who likes you. And I don't know why, because you're loud and obnoxious and you're an ass. Hey, can I just say? No. Mike. When you get knocked down, you got to get right back in there. Ah! If I catch you, I'm going to kill you. I know. That's why I waited for the hell. Yeah, you got this. Mike, shut up. Dig. All right, everybody. I'm being joined right now by the writers of the film The Climb, Michael Angelo Covino and Kyle Marvin. And Michael is also the director of the film. Both of them also star in the movie as well. This is a film that premiered at the 2019 Cannes Film Festival, and it has... I've been playing at various film festivals um, since then, actually. I myself got a chance to check it out at Telluride um, last year, and I know that it also recently screened at the Sundance Film Festival, and now finally, it is being released on March 20th through Sony Pictures Classics for everyone to check out. So, here to join me, Michael, Kyle, how are you guys doing today? Good. Doing well, thank you. How are you? Oh, man. I'm doing excellent. I I have to say, ever since I saw this film, I was itching at the opportunity to get a chance to talk to you guys about this film because 
I have so many questions and it's just such a fascinating movie in so many different regards. Um, I actually want to kind of maybe just start off with the uh, jumping point of ultimately where did the idea for the screenplay itself come from and what was it like uh, developing that idea? Because obviously you two were very, very close. So I want to just know uh, where it all started. Well, it started with a short film that we made, uh, which played at Sundance in uh, 2018. And the the short film was really more or less the opening scene of the film. So, um, yeah, to give the sort of the layout, it was, you know, it's it's, uh, Kyle and I were riding bikes up a hill. Um, The whole scene was filmed in one take. And I I revealed to him that I was sleeping with his ex-girlfriend. Uh, and then he's he's out of shape, so he start he can't catch me, and he's chasing me up the hill. And that was kind of that was the the uh, the impetus for kind of the the jumping off point for this story. And we really loved the idea of of following these characters and this relationship, and and exploring kind of the dynamics of it that it, that already existed, and how they might evolve or, or and change or not change over the next decade or so. You know, you mentioned pre-existing dynamics, and I'm curious to know how much of the story of the friendship between these two guys is based on your real-life experiences. Uh, it's an autobiography. It's a documentary. No, <laughs> I think I think for us, our, our, we are good friends, and I think our friendship is definitely a piece of this whole thing, but certainly the characters and their behavior is is not indicative of our personal relationship. I think for us, we really just tapped into um, friendships and relationships we had in our lives and sort of mashed them all together into this, uh, what became the story of this movie. Sure, sure, absolutely. And so that opening bit, I remember uh, someone describing it to me uh, before I even saw the film. Uh, Somebody said to me, oh, it's like sideways with bikes. And Mm -hmm. I was like, what? Okay. Uh, And then I saw it and it's like, I kind of, got what they meant but at the same time I was like no it's a lot more complex and deeper than that so you mentioned before you have this opening bit that starts off as the short and then you go into these other uh, six sequences there's seven in total throughout the entire film like how did you go about breaking down each sequence where they would be at what points in their lives uh, why the settings um, were where they were how did you guys decide to just break it down structurally I, I, th- I you know we can we explored a a number of different scenes that might have also um, been in the film. I think, you know, we really figured out what the story was between these characters. And then we took a step back and, and said, what scenes do we want to live in in real time with the characters and then jump forward and sort of to, to structure the film in a bit more of an elliptical fashion where where we don't get all the information and, and we come into certain scene, scenes and certain time periods not fully understanding how we got there or what's happened since, uh, since we last saw the characters. And that just felt like a very exciting, engaging way for the audience to experience the story because, um, it was a bit more active and it's the, you know, it's the type of movies that we like to watch, uh, you know, it felt engaging. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a couple of movies uh, myself that deal with long stretches of time, and I think of something like uh, Richard Linklater's uh, Boyhood, which is a a two-and-a-half-hour film, but you guys were able to take a long period of time and condense it down to what is ultimately about, what, an hour and a half or or so? Yeah. So it's really, really economical storytelling on your part, and all the information that is missed um, in between, you guys fill it out with the dialogue. Um, I'm curious to know how much... 
Well, I guess, no, now that I think about it, I mean, you guys must have had to have done a tremendous amount of um, planning uh, for these sequences with storyboards and such, because um, some of these sequences play out for long stretches of time. So what was like the preparation work like in just trying to block these uh, scenes together? Yeah, I mean, the, the the good thing is that from the outset of the film, from the from the very beginning of the writing process, this was the plan. So it helped that we were always sort of having conversations about um, from the writing process where we were going to be, what we were going to be seeing or not seeing. Um, so from the outset, we had a pretty clear idea of of what we were doing, and because Mike's the director, you know, we were able to have visual conversations or at least a the ideas behind them pretty well ironed out before we got into production. Um, and then it was really just about robust pre-production and bringing on team members who were great. And then for each of the, each of the scenes, basically the way we structured our shoot days was that we had one day uh, of rehearsal with a full crew, full cast, everyone there, and then uh, one day for shooting. And so that allowed us to, to sort of iron out any issues, might to rework pieces of it or, or work with the blocking or where the camera was sort of moving in the pace of the thing. Um, so that when we got on the day, we basically on that, that second day, when we started shooting, we would just do take after take after take until we were out of time. Jeez Louise. Oh my gosh. Do either one of you have experience uh, working in uh, theater? Um, and, and, and if so, uh, I'm, I'm curious because like I said, I think the blocking in this movie is absolutely extraordinary. Uh, I mean, we both did theater as as, uh, as kids and in high school. Mike, you did any theatrical background? I did a lot of theater in high school. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I I and then I did some off Broadway stuff in New York through my twenties, and it, I, I love theater. I think yeah. it's it's um, uh, there's there's something fun about approaching this film in a very um, live way, or you know, or trying to yeah. capture performance in in uh, in real time and, and move away from the sort of staccato rhythms of, of, uh, filming the way, uh, films are normally shot, which, you know, we sort of break, break up the action and we flip the camera and we do, uh, and we, we take the scene in chunks. And this was, this just, uh, felt like we could find an organic sort of rhythm to the scene. Yeah, there's a lot of wides and a lot of mediums in this, and it definitely helps to give the film a unique flavor, at least for me. Um, it, it felt like it was something that was fresh and different and very dynamic. Um, I'm curious, outside of maybe uh, a bit of theater influence, uh, were there any movies themselves in terms of like reference that um, are you guys the type of guys that like to watch something for inspiration, not to necessarily copy, but just look towards for inspiration when uh, making a film? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we were we for this film, we were heavily inspired by, uh, you know, particular films. Um, French films from the uh, 60s and 70s. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, one being the, the other film, La Grande Amour by Pierre Tex, and um, which we put in the film. It's, it's the film where the Mike's watching in the theater is actually one of our, one of the films we, we, we watched. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, other films, you know, by, you know, Truffaut and Claude Sauté and, and, um, and then, uh, you know, Ingmar Bergman's scenes from marriage was, was sort of thematically um, adjacent. And then, you know, we love Farrelly Brothers movies and we love, uh, we love sort of um, 
things that are a bit more slapsticky and and I think we were trying to combine and and, and to find find a nice happy middle ground between sort of these high stakes real emotions and and uh, playful comedy. Yeah, I mean, you talk about playful comedy. Uh, you even have a breaking of the fourth wall musical sequence uh, in the movie. <laughs> and um, I, I was just like curious to know um, where did like some of more of the idiosyncratic uh, decisions uh, come from uh, to have moments like that in the movie? But we knew because of the nature of the long scenes, we knew that we had to break them up or we, where we felt that it was important to break them up with sort of, um, you know, a palate cleanser, if you will, before you were thrust into the next, Scene in a new time and space, and for us, those those uh, we you know we call them interstitials or those transitional sort of moments gave us a great opportunity to to um, you know set up tone and feeling or 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 to leave you with a tone and feeling from the scene you just left, and more importantly, you know remind the viewer that you're watching a film that this is you know this is cinema and you're participating in sort of you're self aware of the fact that this is a film that you're watching. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I always like asking anyone that's a writer director of uh, this question, hardest scene to write and shoot and the most rewarding scene to write and shoot. Yeah. I mean, I guess it was probably that Thanksgiving and Christmas section. Uh, oh, as a I whole. love that section. <laughs> yeah. That was probably the most challenging in terms of, you know, economy of, you know, the pages that we were, you know, trying to keep it tight and also introduce all the characters from a writing perspective. I think we probably rewrote that scene the most or, or up there. Uh, and then, yeah, the Christmas scene was tricky to shoot. I mean, the bike scene was really, the opening scene was really, was, was challenging to film, I think. Um, and I, I, so it was probably between those two in a strange way. The amount of calories that must have been burned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can only imagine. No, it's hot. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. So I, I imagine because this has been a very, very long uh, process for you guys with promoting this movie and taking it uh, everywhere. Um, how, how, how do you guys feel about just the, the process of um, – because uh, obviously there's writing a movie, there's shooting a movie, and then there's promoting a movie. 
Um, and you guys have been on this very, very long stretch of promoting. I'm, I'm just curious, are you guys at a point now where you're just like, oh my gosh, I want to get to the next thing already? Or um, are, are you guys enjoying like the whole process so far? It's, it's a balance. I think, I think we're, we're, you know, we're enjoying it. Yeah. Part of, part of like releasing a film is or part of making a film is, you know, getting people to come watch it, which is part of the, of the job in, in this day and age for us. Yeah. Um, so that I think is important in the grand scheme of things, but yes, we, I mean, we, we, we've you know, we, we're, we're working on the next things and, and we'd love to, nice. to focus on those, but it's all, it's all part and parcel. I think we, we're, we're being patient and, and uh, trying to make all of this the best we can. Well, I, I definitely think that it's uh, working because more and more, little by little, more people are becoming aware of this movie. And uh, I think that having that long, sustained life that it's had so far on the festival circuit has certainly helped in many, many ways. I, I can't wait to see what you guys do next because I just saw such a tremendous amount of potential uh, from this movie. Uh, like I said, in just a way that you guys conceived it, how scenes play out. It's uh it's a really really dynamic movie as I mentioned before. And um so I, I imagine for your next project you guys will be collaborating together again. At least I hope. Fingers crossed. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. I mean I I think we're you know yeah, we're already writing our next movie together. So I, I think it'll you know, if I, I mean, you never know. I mean, it, it has to get made <laughs> first, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little bit of art imitating life here, and uh, maybe the climb will uh, seep its way into uh, real life uh, with your uh, with your friendship and collaboration. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But at the end of the day, I mean, like I said, I, I think this is a really, really funny, sometimes depressing, but also at the same time hopeful and sweet movie uh, that depicts male friendship extremely uh, well. And I, I think that in this day and age, especially uh, because there's uh there there there's been more of a uh, acceptance of male insecurity and male vulnerability um i i'm just i just want to know from from your point of view um is that something that you guys were really really trying to communicate with this movie if not what is the ultimate message that you guys want people to take away from the climb i think for us it's, it's always a tricky question to say what we want people to take away because we want people to take away whatever they whatever they sort of want, want from the film it's sort of their prerogative i love that i think for us the, the we did want to show what we felt was a, was real in in our experience of our relationships with family and friends and that that just so happens to be things where we are you know emotional and and try to be as open as possible and as honest as possible as is true to us in the moment and i think that's sort of what we were attempting to express or represent is that 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 thing that felt real to us definitely all right well guys hey Thank you so, so much for giving us a little bit of insight into uh, the making of this movie, The Climb, here. Like I said at the top, it is uh, releasing on March 20th through Sony Pictures Classics in theaters. More people will finally get a chance to check this one out. It's definitely been a favorite of mine since I saw it back, at, like I said, at Telluride. And I'm just super eager, excited for people to check it out. I think you guys are really, really wonderful new talents on the scene. And I can't wait to see what you guys come up with next. Oh, thanks, Mike. Thank you so much. You. All right, guys. Thank you so much for the time, and best of luck to you. Yep. Thank you. Take care. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to my interview with Michael Angelo Cavino and Kyle Marvin on their film, The Climb, here on the Next Best Picture podcast, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. 
You can subscribe to us anywhere where you can subscribe to podcasts. If you're feeling generous, head on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review there. Drop us some feedback and a comment. Rate us five stars and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your support, which you can lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you will get exclusive podcast content from us. The crime has had a very, very long release history, so I urge you all to check it out in theaters if you can, and if not, sometime in the future, hopefully. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.